And we're back with College Kings. Got my boy, CDM. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to your daily dose of college football excitement. We have a lot to talk about today. It's mm-hmm. going to be exciting. Yeah, dang right. You're dang right, brother. A lot to talk about. Some big-time games, terrible defense, awesome offense. Teams look great. Blowouts. Notre Dame back, question mark. USC. That's a big one. Hey, Colorado, are they back, question mark. We'll talk about all that. We'll talk about some games that caught our eye, and then we'll obviously give y'all our top six teams going into next week. Might not be a lot of movement. There wasn't a lot of, you know, there wasn't a lot. A lot of teams had off weeks this week. Yeah, there was, there was some, there was a lot of off weeks. There was a lot of off weeks, and then obviously we'll give y'all our Heisman, College Kings Heisman watch as always, and we'll close it out with some big time games to talk about because we got some amazing games this weekend. It's like, it's one of those weeks where it's like there could be a lot of upsets. It could be. It's a sneaky week for a lot of teams. Like, there's a lot of trap games that could happen this weekend. Completely, completely agree. Let's not waste any time, man. Let's not waste any time. Let's get to this recap of last week. Some big, mm, big time defense. Big time defense around the entire college football landscape, except this football game. Mm-hmm. I don't think any this, defense showed up. No, no, this was dog water. It was terrible. It was absolute trash. Horrible. Offenses were on fire. If you love an offense, if you love offensive-based games, you would have loved Ole Miss versus LSU. Yep. You would have been very, very disappointed in the defense because it felt like nobody showed up at all. Nothing. Like, I'm telling you, off defense coordinator for LSU, 40-ounce bounce. Ole Miss, Ole Miss defensive coordinator, Chuck E. Cheese application, get out of here. You're done. You're done. Like, I don't know what you had for a game plan that came into this game. Because, I mean, it's it's number 13 and number 20, okay? So, I mean, it's SEC. It was one – I think it was one of the best games of the year right now, one of the most high-scoring games, honestly. But how do you not show up and play defense? Hmm. How? And LSU's no, team – LSU had a – has a decent defense on them. Like Ole Miss has always been hit or miss. I mean, Pete Golding is trash. If that doesn't show you, yep. like been trying to tell Ole Miss fans that since they got him. Oh, Pete Golding's our savior. Oh, we're gonna have a top five defense. Man, if you would have saw him at Bama, you would have laughed. Do I got he some is news a for mockery. you? Mockery. <laughs> he is a mockery of defensive coordinators. Oh my gosh, dude, Nathan. He is Jamal Adams was wobbling right there. Was he? Oh, that was bad. But how did you feel about the game, Nate, being an LSU fan? Oh, don't even get me started. Oh, that was a, oh, it was a knee to the helmet. That's nasty. Um, yeah, LSU for me. Yeah, speaking of Jamal Jamal Adams, LSU. But, yeah, that I bet Jamal Adams, of all people, was very, very disappointed in that performance. I mean, at the end of the day, it's that's not LSU defense. That's not LSU football. That's the biggest takeaway for me. I mean, LSU's never been this high-flying offense besides the championship year. And they still had a pretty dang good defense on that team. You know, it was obviously it wasn't the best, but it was a very opportunistic. They were flying around. They still had a lot of skill players, a lot of talent. So oh, yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense to, to have such a terrible defense. You have moments where, you know, like the, the year after the championship game with um, – I forget the coach's name – he was so bad that I just rate. And we remember Mississippi State game when we were working at the Claiborne CDM. Oh, did he? Wasn't it Coach O? No, no, no defensive coordinator. 
Oh, uh, I thought you meant Coach O. I was like, I love Coach plant, O. Per, per, some, it's a P name. I forget it. I should have wrote it down. I but. can't remember, but I remember that. That that defense was not the best. The championship year in 2019, as you said, had so many had so much talent. Like your whole like the whole LSU team was drafted out of that like wow. out of that year. Like it was insane. But this game, I mean, you counted we uh they counted 1300 total yards of offense mm. combined. That was both leaning. Both both teams. This year LSU, it's Matt, Matt House. Oh, okay. Yeah, LSU had 300 637 total yards of offense, putting up 49 points. Ole Miss had 706 total yards of offense and put up 55 points. Mm. And both quarterbacks put on a masterclass act of just pure dominance. Yep. Like, I mean, Jaden Daniels and Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart was 26 of 39 passing for 389 yards. I think that's a career high for him. Throwing for four touchdowns and rushing for one, so five touchdowns in total. Zero interceptions by both quarterbacks as well. That's very impressive. Um, Jaden Daniels had a really good game, 27 to 36 passing, 414 passing yards. Also for four touchdowns as well in this game, no interceptions. I mean, it kind of looked like Ole Miss was going to run away with the game at first. When it got to 21-7, we were watching it at your mom and dad's house. It was just like, oh, okay. Um, this is weird because this just looks like it's about to be an absolute dogging. Mm. And then Ole Miss, you know, and as I told you before, all, LSU is not in any of these games if you don't have Jaden Daniels at this yep. point. You got to have him balling. Also, I like to shout out Brian Thomas Jr., who, uh, as Man, you said, should, is a playing on Sunday type of guy. You, yeah, totally. He had over two hundred, uh, I think, almost over a hundred yards receiving and three touchdowns. Dude's a monster. But this team, uh, this Ole Miss team just kept putting it, like just kept answering. It was an answer from each team yep. and no defenses at all. It yeah. was kind of, it was impressive. It was fun to see, but it's also just like the SEC also has one of the most dominant defensive teams, like some of the most dominant defensive teams now. From recent history, you have Bama, you have Georgia, um, Texas A&M had a good defense at one point, LSU's defense, but nobody showed up this game and it was kind of weird, but I kind of enjoyed the high scoring game. No, it's fun to watch. If you're a football fan, you love to see it, but I can't agree anymore. I mean, Ole Miss yardage, you broke it down, uh, in total yards passing. You said at 389 rushing. This is the big one for me. 317, six and a half yards per carry. That's just un- six and a half yard. Dear Lord. It dude. doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. One of the worst, one of the worst defensive performances of all time for both sides, but mainly LSU. For both sides of the ball, for sure. I'm not going to – don't put all that on LSU. I mean, no. even though they may have lost, but Ole Miss's defense, they still don't have a defense. No. Like, Ole Miss can have one of the most high-powered offenses and still have one of the worst defenses in college football. Yep. And that's just being completely honest. I've never seen Ole Miss have a dominant defense like an Alabama, like a Georgia, like a Florida. Florida, Florida used to be putting out defensive players like it's nothing. Yep. I mean, you got to have defenses, and as I um, there's a I put this on one of the other things we're going to talk about, and I'll say it there: offenses sell tickets, defenses win championships. Yeah. You got to have both, and defenses is the number one thing, in my opinion, that you need to have on a on a championship caliber team to be able to compete in a hard division like the one you're in now. Yeah, it's it's just not SEC football. It's not LSU football. 
you said it. I have reiterated it a thousand times. Jaden Daniel, he can he could carry this team a long way, but you can't carry him for fifty five points every week. It's ridiculous. He is no. so unbelievably talented. I mean, at the end of the day, at least Jaden's getting that draft stock up. I'm like, my gosh, as much as he's carrying this team, these scouts got to be like looking around, like, this is this guy, this guy's unbelievable. I mean, he's, oh, he's over, he's over, he's top three in passing yards in college football. He's right ridiculous. Now. I mean, Michael if Penix, you're winning, Shador if, and him, yeah. I mean, if you're winning every single one of these games, he's he's the number one in a Heisman, no doubts. There's no oh, questions. Facts. If you have beaten Florida State and won that old Miss game, he's number one in the Heisman. You could make an argument he's still top five. I don't think so. His two losses have almost immediately eliminates you. But you could legitimately say he's been the best quarterback of the entire season, and they had two losses, mainly because they can't stop anything on defense. And they're getting outcoached. These two losses are being outcoached. People are calling for Brian Kelly's head. Now, I'm not a – I like Brian. I mean, it's so hard to find um, a great coaches in this in college football Anyone gets a coaching job, it feels like. So it, it it's I don't ever want to put it on Brian Kelly. He's one of the best of all time. I mean, he's I his mean, track yeah, record sure. speaks for it. And you don't want to get rid of a good head coach. It, it's coordinating, man. The defense doesn't look prepared in these losses. I mean, LSU should have lost against Arkansas. I mean, that that game was way too close. Arkansas weird. looks terrible this weekend. And then you know, LSU makes them look like they can beat anybody in the SEC. So it's one of these things where is LSU that bad, or is, do they play their competition? Does Brian Kelly not have his team ready? I I think it's a combination of overexpected, I mean, uh, overestimated talent, unpreparedness, and you know, just kind of relying on this one thing, and it it doesn't work anymore. Like, these offenses can only put up so many points, so many yards. Yeah. Against a terrible, it's basics. It's the basics on defense. It's tackling. It's not. It's not that he's missing a sack. It's you can't even get the pressure to get to the sack. You can't stop the run. You can't fill a gap. It's it's the basics that this team's not doing on defense, and that's more frustrating than you know dropping a pick to win a game. Uh, you know that's that's more frustrating than you know not getting pressure. If you can't stop the run, if you can't stop, you you can't tackle. I mean, what are we doing? You know, you're not going to win any games. And and Paul Feinbaum was talking today on on his show, talked about how 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 LSU's he's they're going to win every game besides probably the Alabama game. And I'm like, that's generous. <laughs> uh, this team, this defense might make every offense look good. I mean, LSU plays Missouri this weekend. I'm not offensively, Missouri's no world beater, but <laughs> they got a good quarterback really either. Yeah, it's just one of these things. It's just I'm not confident with this defense in any game. You know, maybe maybe when we get a, a weak opponent second to last week, but I mean, when you got Auburn who plays great against Georgia, when you got Alabama, Alabama's Alabama. They're going to be ready at least bare minimum. They're going to be ready to play football. A and M, they've looked good. How are we going to outscore? Are we going to be able to, you know, stop that off? Oh no! I'll tell you this weekend. Hmm. I'll tell you this weekend. You feel better now, man. You've been holding that back for a yeah, long. You've that, been holding it back since that was Saturday. Pain. That was pain. That was a lot of pain being let go of my body. Listen, I will agree on this. Is like you shouldn't go after Brian Kelly. I mean, it's not just him making the calls. It's all the coordinators involved in that. Like once again, as I said, forty ounce bounce the defensive coordinator. Nah, like, he's done. Get him out. He Get him out. Done, dude. Um, I will say this. I was kind of after that game. I did kind of look at Brian Kelly. Like, mm, man, like. 
could be in the hot seat soon. Could it's, be in the hot seat. Is but it I mean, loyalty? That's my thing. Is it loyalty? Why do we have a terrible defensive coordinator? Is it just loyalty? I don't know. It's like Matt Canada being the yeah, offensive coordinator. It's the coordinator same exact Steelers, situation, like. it feels like. Matt Canada's been the offensive coordinator for Pittsburgh for God knows how long. I can't even count. And they look at him. They just got blown out by the Texans. But five, that's that's for another time. Five, wait, five years. At, and this is not – this is NFL, but Matt Canada did, did coach at LSU. That was his last stop before Pittsburgh. Terrible at LSU. I don't hmm. know how he got the job at Pittsburgh. Five years he's been there. They have not had a 400-yard game, total yards, at Pittsburgh. That's sad. The only – they're the only team with no 400-yard games in that span. The second clo- the closest team to that has said four 400-yard games. Terrible. Terrible. You got to fire terrible. that guy. You got to fire that guy. And, you know, it's going to take some time to figure – LSU is, as you said, they're out of the playoff run. Um, but, I mean, y'all kind of happened to this last year. Y'all lost two games. Y'all still went to an SEC championship game. I mean, oh, it's there everything's just, in front of them. There was just pride. Yeah, there was just pride on the line. I won't lie, but I mean, Ole Miss still has a chance to make an SEC championship run, possibly a playoff run. They need a couple things to happen. Um, one big thing is they need Bama to lose. They need, they need Bama to, to lose another game, specifically LSU, specifically yeah. too. They need LSU. I mean, it just depends on what happens with the Texas A and M Ole Miss game this year as well. Yeah, but they need Bama to lose, and they need to beat Georgia. They need Georgia to drop a game. They need Georgia to drop a game before them, or they need to beat Georgia in Athens. Which, if if Kentucky can pull that off this weekend, then that's going to be very exciting. Because once uh, Georgia looks so vulnerable, but that's an that's one thing I want to talk about later. And the uh, caught my eye, but I mean, this game was very fun. Um, but Jaden Daniels and Brian Thomas Jr. kind of saved LSU from getting hmm. blown out, honestly. But the defense, who man. I think after this year, for sure, you're going to have to go back and look at the coaching staff and really evaluate who you have calling for you. Because, I mean, right now it's just – it doesn't feel like dominance on the other side of the ball. Offense is dominating. Yeah. Offense puts up points. But, I mean, if you don't – if your offense sucks – then you need a de- you need your defense to go out there and kind of play like an offense. You need to get takeaways. You need to try and get scores. You need to get to the quarterback. You need to hurt people, not like you know in, in career ending, but you need to like make them not want to step back on the field. Yeah, and that's one thing that neither one of these teams did at all. Never, never. It was terrible, terrible defense. It was honestly a terrible showing for the SEC. I lo- like you said, as a football fan, it's fun every now and then to watch these games. You know, these 50, 40 games. But in the SEC, it's a little weird. It's just a little it's weird. It's like it shouldn't be like that. Like, it should be at least like 20 to 30 at least. Yeah. 30 yeah. or 40 being the max, 30 being the low. Yeah, that was but like that's 55 usually, points. Yeah. It's crazy. Just But, I mean, there's crazy. Ole Miss putting up 55 points again. And that's the one thing that confused me about this. And uh, after this, we'll end on this topic. It's just like, how did Bama hold them to only 10 points last week? And I know Bama's got a good defense. Bama's got one of the best secondaries in the in college football right now, in my opinion. But, oh, that's a strip. I just don't understand how y'all came into this game, how coming into this game, they just got held to under 10 points, the lowest scoring game they've had all season. And y'all just, I don't know. And same thing for y'all. Like, I mean, the la- last bad game y'all had on defense was Florida State. Mm. Like, I mean, it was just a really flip-flop week for this team, for both teams, honestly. Ole Miss needed to win this game. LSU really needed to win this game. But it was just like, 
it really blew my mind on how it kind of, as you said, went back to week one against Florida State. And Ole Miss kind of got back to their roots before playing in the beginning of the season, scoring 55 and going over 500 yards of offense. Yep. It felt, um, it feels like that F- Ole Miss, and I don't want to take anything away from Alabama, but honestly, it's not. It's honestly putting more on the how awesome they are when it comes to defensively. It just felt like Ole Miss was terrified to do anything against Alabama. It's like they didn't like even they were test scared y'all. to run the ball. Yeah, like they didn't even want to test anything against y'all. They come into this game against LSU, and they said, we're just going to we're going to do all everything. cylinders. We're going to exactly. let it rip. And it works out, and it helps that LSU doesn't have nearly as much talent, but <sighs> – LSU fans are in mourning, and they're calling for a lot of heads. And I just think they need to calm down. Let's get through this season. Let's see if you can rattle some some upsets. And technically, LSU's not out of this thing. Like, if they beat Alabama, oh, no. if they went out, get some help, A&M somehow beats Alabama this week, which is still a pretty good game. So, I mean, there's – It's going to be a, a tough game. There's some good games that, you know, where things – Turn their way. LSU technically can still get back into this thing. They only have one SEC loss. So, um, playoffs, that's another thing. But we'll see, man. We'll see. As an LSU fan, I don't want to see this team in the playoffs. I just want to see this team get better every week. It sucks that Jaden Daniels is last season. It's going to be like this. But, hey, you know, you never know. You never know what what happened. You never know what can happen. I mean, once again, y'all made the SEC championship last year, dude. It could totally happen. That was a heck of a tud. That was a good throw, too. (laughs) That was a heck of a tud. All right, let's keep this thing going to this other conference that usually puts up 50 to 40 games. Um, One team did put up 40 and looked amazing on offense. The other team did not play with their starting quarterback. That obviously affects a lot of things. The Longhorns blow out the Jayhawks, who looked really good this season, but it was their backup. And you could tell. At the end of the day, though, CD, I'm going to let you start this one off. Is this still an impressive win without Kansas's starting quarterback? And see, like, as I told you before the pod, every divisional or every conference game is – it means a lot. You need – like, it's a big one no matter who you're playing. Um, it did hurt Kansas that they didn't have Jalen Daniel in as well. Jalen, not Jaden, Jalen Daniels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, didn't have him in, so that was a very big loss as well. Um, Texas moves on to five and zero. Kansas drops to I think three and two. Four I think and one. four and one. Four and one. Four and one. Okay. Um, I don't think it's the most impressive win. I also don't think that the Alabama win right now is looking. It's very impressive that they beat Bama at home. Don't get me wrong; that's one of the biggest wins of Texas's career right now. Of like the University of Texas is like them beating Bama at home with mm-hmm. a new head coach, second year head coach, but. I don't really think this game had anything to do with, yeah, they won, but they were expected to win. The game that they have to play this weekend is, I think, is the one that matters the most. It's the one that determines their season. Bama was – as uh, the Bama-Texas game was a warm-up for both teams to see where they're at competing with uh, higher competition-wise. Mm. But this game, this Red River rivalry – is um Red River rivalry. Sorry, that's, that's a tongue, tongue twister. twister, man. Yeah. Um, you know, Texas and Oklahoma are both undefeated going in this one. First time since 2011 since they've both been undefeated going in this rivalry. So, I feel like this game is going to be the biggest game right now and I feel like this win does not it's not impressive, I won't lie. It's not. But it's a good warm up to get before you go and play the most important game of the season. Yeah, because I mean, this game determines 
I mean, they both can play in the Big 12 championship, but it really depends on who gets like playoff. The playoff prediction right now is Texas is right there and Oklahoma, Oklahoma is sneaking up there slowly but surely. And yep. this game right here could push them into the top 10 and possibly in the top five or top six. Yep. Um, but Texas just took advantage of it, dude. Texas took advantage and capitalized on every turnover they got against Kansas. Um, that touchdown that Kansas got at the beginning of the uh, beginning of the game, that read it was like a it was an army option and a quarterback fumbles it, running backs there, right place, right time, scoop and score. And we thought they were going to keep it close when it was twenty one to fourteen or twenty to fourteen, but then Texas just turned it on. Yep. That offense is one of the most explosive offenses in in college football right now. Um, but we'll find out this week for sure when they play the best defense in their conference. Yeah, and it's going right. to be, I'm telling you, it's going to be one hell of a game, man. Oh, it's yeah, going man. to be, it's probably, in my opinion, this could be game of the year. Yes. This has got game of the year vibes written all over it because it's just so important for the, both these teams to win this game. Because, I mean, Texas, if Texas wins this game and Kentucky beats Georgia hmm. and Michigan stays right where they are, Texas is going to be the number one team in the country because mm. I feel like Kentucky can go in there and get it done. But Texas sure. has got to prove it this weekend against rival Oklahoma and Brent Venable's team and that defense. That defense is good, dude. Mm. Like It's like powerhouse defense or a good defense and a powerhouse offense going against each other head-to-head. It's going to be a classic for sure. Yes. Yes, it will be. It's – First things first about the the Longhorns Jayhawks game, I kind of feel the same way about you. Any win in your conference is a great win. It's impressive for the fact they did what they did, and that was what they were supposed to do. If Kansas backup played, you dominated. You know, you played yeah. your best. You win the game. You win the game by what was it, forty to what forty forty to twenty? I have it here. Let me pull it up. Something like that. I don't know why I'm asking. I have it literally right here. No, the game is different. I think the game is totally different if if uh, Jalen Daniels is playing. Oh yeah, like it's a totally different ball game. Because I mean, no, I, me and you were up at Sully's and we were both surprised that he wasn't playing at all. Yeah, I didn't like when hurt. the backup hit the field. When the backup hit the field, we didn't know what happened. Yeah, but forty to fourteen, it's one of those. Hey, you did what you got to do, and they dominated on offense. Another thirty. Another 300 for, and 300 game. Ole Miss had 300 passing yards and 300 rushing yards. Texas does the same thing in this one. 325 passing yards, 336 rushing yards. Time of possession, 39 minutes, 41 seconds to 20 minutes and 19 seconds. You're going to win a game when you're doing that. Nearly impossible to lose. And even though no quarterback for Kansas, they, it's still a, a lot of talent on that offense. And they hold that offense to a total of 260 yards. Yes, I understand. Backup quarterback. That's still, hey, that's still a talented offense with a good running back. That's impressive to do what they did. And that backup, he started before. It's not like this is his first time ever seeing a football field before. He was the starter before Jalen had the job. So, it's for me, you got to look at these kinds of wins and say, hey, they did what they were supposed to do. They win by whatever 40 to 14 subtraction is. They win by a lot. They cover. There was never a doubt, really, in that game that they were not going to win, and they keep just put, they keep stacking, they keep stacking. They're almost undeniable, and that's where it comes into this week. Can they remain undeniable against crazy statement to say that Oklahoma might be the best defense in the conference? Because 
They've had so many years of just terrible, just terrible defense. Terrible defense with Lincoln Riley. Such great offenses. Yeah, it's amazing offenses. But this offense is still great. And Brent Venables, man, I, I gotta give that guy some credit. Hey, He's Dylan, a hell hey, of a coach. Watch out for Dylan Gabriel. Oh. Dylan Gabriel is uh, like. There's been a lot of Heisman sleepers this year. Okay, that we have just not talked about. He is the one of the biggest Heisman sleepers I've seen this year. Fifteen Good. total touchdowns, two interceptions, over a thousand yards passing, cooking. Killing defenses, like absolutely murking them, yep. and I feel like this Oklahoma this Oklahoma team has enough talent to go up against this Texas team. Once again, I'm very surprised that Alabama put, kept it in ten points because we didn't good. have a good defense. If we if our, our defense was not the way it is, which it was not, it, the, the defense is not the same as it was in week two. But to keep it within ten with the team with Texas doing what they're doing, putting up the numbers there are is very impressive. But Texas. Texas is good. Texas may be back, you know. And I didn't have Texas winning the game last week. I liked the underdog story. I thought Kansas would be depending because I thought Jalen Daniel, I thought Daniels was going to be playing. But I had Tech, Kansas winning that game. I liked a good underdog story, but it just didn't happen. Yeah, I, 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 I'm right there with you, man. Um, uh, it, it was is a heck of a win for for Texas. And hey, I mean, hey. Who who says that they can't? Who who says they can't? Uh, um, who says they can't win this whole thing, man? Who says they can't win it all? Um, oh yeah, straight up. I'm right there uh, on this Texas bandwagon when it comes to them. Just keep on stacking these wins. Another team that had to get a win and a bounce back against its very tough opponent, and they, they proved that they are a tough opponent uh, this weekend. Notre Dame, the Irish, bounce back. Talk about another them. thrilling hey, game. Another one. Another one. They bounce back against the Blue Devils, and Sam Hartman shows his clutch genes and wins it for him on a 95-yard drive. Unbelievable. It was so fun to watch him. Oh, it was a beautiful drive. I mean, talk about that's what that's really like a leader right there as well, mm. going into the huddle. That fourth and 16 getting it with his own legs. Yes. That right there. I mean, I know Sam probably isn't in the Heisman pick for a lot of people, but if you want to look at that as his Heisman moment, that was probably one of the biggest moments of his career right there. Oh, like he, yeah. Like, that fourth and 16, I mean, and no disrespect to Duke, Duke has got a very good team this year, and their yes. defense is – I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on their defense. To mm. only hold Notre Dame to 21 points after last week when everybody thought, oh, they're going to come in this game and blow Duke out and just beat them. Yes. They played – I mean, this was another great game. I mean, they played their hearts out. And same thing goes for Notre Dame as well. Notre Dame's defense played super good. Mm. Um, it's just weird that they both, like, back-to-back weeks with thrilly games, but Oklahoma um, – not Oklahoma, sorry. Hmm. Notre Dame is in – they turned the tables and got their, la- got their last second touchdown to really ice the game and not give Duke another chance as well. Because, I mean – it was about 30 seconds left, and me and you both looked at each other like, man, was that a good idea scoring? You give them enough time to go down there and at least get another drive in. But their defense came up clutch for sure. Yes, they came up clutch. Very, very impressive for, uh, you know, Notre Dame's never had a guy for those kinds of moments to go 95 yards, to win a game, with the, you know, put the game on his back. And like you said, I mean, especially if they don't lose the game against Ohio, Ohio State, that would have been his Heisman moment. That may have put him in the top – definitely put him in the top three, maybe even give him the lead in the Heisman, you know, with, you know, Michael Penix. Uh, I wouldn't put it that far. I wouldn't put, it that, I would put it that far, but it was a moment I would say that, top three for sure. Yeah. It's just Michael Penix Jr. and Caleb Williams right now are yeah. studs. Oh, they're so good. But 
that it would have been the first like Heisman moment, Heisman moment for any team or any player, and it, it was just so fun to watch a veteran do that. And he's not perfect by any means. He didn't have a perfect game. I think he almost threw fifty percent. He was sixteen of thirty on passing. It wasn't a perfect game, but when you have those moments, when when you say, "All right, I need you to go out there and just will us to a win offensively," and he mm-hmm. zones in, doesn't nothing from from the first three quarters and on matter. He came out there and, and balled. You know, he, he did his thing. Oh, yeah, he did and, He did what he had to do. And, I mean, Sam Hartman, besides being a really good football player, just a really nice guy, man. Oh, I yeah. mean, Riley Leonard went down with that ankle injury at the last play. Man stayed back. He was trying to get out of his interview as fast as he could. Went over and waited at the yes. tent for Riley to come out. I mean, nothing but respect for the game, respect for players like him. Um, like, when they played NC State and they won, uh, he waited for their band to stop playing their fight song just so he could cheer with the team, but he waited for the band. He's a very respectable guy. Yes. And I mean, that's leadership, man. That's what you see in a leader is like, you don't have to be flashy showing t- t- talking trash and all that, Mm-mm. you know, you can do it in other ways. And he for sure is one of the, like a true leader for the sport of football. Yes. Like, I mean, very, 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 very good dude. Um, But one heck of a football player, man. Yeah. I mean, we saw it at Wake Forest. We saw it at Wake Forest, and we're seeing it now because Notre Dame finally got their guy. I mean, mm-hmm. they've been through so much, dude. Ian Book, mm-hmm. freaking Dogwater, um, Tyler Bushner, <laughs> which um, Dogwater, <laughs> dudes, dude will never see the field again. He should have never saw the field at Notre Dame, more or less at Alabama. First place. Um, but Sam Hartman, man, he he is going to elevate himself up to possibly being, I would say. A late second round, maybe mid second round pick, depending on who needs a quarterback right now. Uh, the Vikings aren't looking too bad. I mean, imagine him and Jay Jettis together. That'd be a fun combo. Oh. And he's smart too. He's really smart with the Man. ball. He makes smart decisions. But uh, no disrespect against Duke, though. Duke played a really good game once again, took him down to the wire, only to hold him to 21 points is super impressive as well. I'm expecting Duke to at least make a bowl game this year. And who knows? Um, if they play their cards right and they get enough help in the ACC, could see them in an ACC championship game. Hey, we could. That's not in basketball. We could. We could. Duke's, that would be insane. Hey, yeah. And last thing for me is no, it's no disrespect to Duke by any means. That defense is good, but at some point you gotta let him, that you gotta let that man sling that thing, dog. He could throw a football and that offense. I love balanced offense. Balanced offense usually wins football games. Ole Miss proved that running the ball. Ole Miss literally proved that big 50, time. Fifty fifty, I think. Running the and passing fifty percent, fifty percent. They it's it's a proven formula of winning, but this team I don't know, man. Two back to back weeks, yeah. It's you're playing really good defenses, and like I said, don't want to take anything away from those defenses, Ohio State and um and and Duke. But you you got an elite passer, man. You got to let him throw the ball, let him make mistakes, man. It comes with the sport. You got you got Louisville, UCF, USC. And Clemson ahead. You got to trust Sam Hartman if you want to win those games. Those are all very losable Ooh. games. And if you don't, if you don't let your best player, yeah, you could say estimate the running back might be technically a better prospect. I don't. Know, Sam Hartman's really good at football. And Sam Hartman can throw the ball. We all throw saw it. Dog. Like, I don't understand what people are taking away from him being in the ACC. He literally took Clemson into four overtimes. Yeah. Like the dude has got pinpoint accuracy. He is a pure pocket presser, and when you need him to run, 
oh my gosh, dude, he'll surprise you. I'm not ta- uh, He's not going to break 20 miles an hour, no. but he's going to get you a couple yards and he's going to work for it too. Yes. But I mean, he's I agree with you. Dude. Let him sl- let him sling the rock. Dude, let him such just a put it downfield. Dude, he's such a competitor. He can throw the ball. I'm I'm just kind of tired of them playing this Notre Dame offense. It kind of just feels like, all right, did they have a good quarterback and they just never let him play? It's it's like Sam Hartman's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He's proved that. He slung the rock all around at Wake Forest because he had to because they didn't have he was a run a four game. Four-year starter, bro, and his stats only got better. He's he's so good, and it's just if you want to beat Louisville, USC, specifically USC with that offense, and Clemson yeah. with that defense, you have to throw the ball. You got to trust him, and I I just want to see them just kind of say, hey. Let Sam do his thing. Hey, these wins are nice. Beating Duke by seven. Clemson couldn't beat Duke, so there you go. But you can't do that against certain teams. And Louisville could go in there and upset them if they want to try and play this weird offense. And it's not weird. It's smart offense. But let the man sling the rock. Let him sling it. Yeah, let him say. throw it, man. It's not going to hurt you. You just got to let him. I mean, if he makes mistakes, he does. I mean, we saw it once again. Wake Forest, he made mistakes, but he corrected it. Yes. He's, um, he's an older you know, guy. He's, he can fix talking about. Things. I mean, talking about good defenses, what about bad defenses, Nate? Mm. What about just dog water defenses? We've already talked about it. Let's talk about some more, man. Let's talk about more. <laughs> I'm talking about USC versus Colorado. Yes. Now, this game should not have been anywhere near where it should have been, mm. but – you picked at halftime. I mean, at halftime, man, it was 34 <laughs> 14. And USC really, I think USC got too comfortable. Oh, yeah. Very. Colorado versus USC versus Colorado. 20. Colorado was, oh my gosh, 23 point underdogs in this game at home. Jeez. Okay. USC's dominating the entire game. Absolutely just murking them on offense. Caleb Williams is putting on another clinic, another show. I mean, six passing touchdowns to one interception, man. I mean, insane. One of the best performances I've seen in a while for college football. But the defense got too comfortable. And I don't think the defense is good enough to go win them a Pac-12 championship, especially when you have teams like Oregon, you have Washington, and you have a sneaky Washington State team that can easily upset you. What would you say? Nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> but also, I mean, you don't have a dominant offense. You don't have a dominant defense like an like an Oregon or a Penn State who are just – I mean, Oregon literally shut down Colorado the week before to six points. And yeah. you're telling me that USC is over here ready to compete for a national championship? No. Yeah, Lincoln Riley is the quarterback guru. Offensive guru has one of the best offenses every time he hits the field. But the one thing Lincoln Riley will never get in his life, I think, is a dominant defense. I'm pretty sure yeah. he'll have to sell his soul <laughs> or his coaching career like coach to try o. and get a defense to help him win a game. It's like Coach o like selling he... his soul for the 2019 team. Hey, man, look where it got. Hey, got the ring. I mean, <laughs> got the dub. But also, I mean, USC, USC shouldn't even let this game be close. When it got to, when it got to 48, and they just did not stop Colorado from scoring. Yet again, Shador did put on a clinic for himself as well. He played really good in that second half, really woke up. But this game shouldn't have been close at all. Like, 23-point dogs, and you're letting them almost make a comeback. And you're, like, defenses over here, I could see it in their eyes. I was watching that game after y'all sweating. They didn't know what was happening. 
And I was confused as well. I was like, why are they not like actually trying to go at the quarterback or just try and get a turnover or do something like that? It made no sense. And I mean, for them to have a conference like they are and have the opponents when they play Oregon, dude, I'm sorry. Oregon's defense may, I mean, it's going to be a fun game, but Oregon's defense is going to clown them. Mm. Honestly, that's my opinion. I think Oregon's defense is going to clown them and show them what a defense is right now. If Mich- I mean, if they were to play Penn State, Penn State's defense would clown them. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about those are the two best defenses in college football right now, Penn State and Oregon. Okay? No order. Those are the two best. USC does not have a defense. I don't even know who they have as – I don't know if they're still doing the 22-man thing, letting 22 players play to figure out their guy. Um, it's crunch time, man. It's time to figure this out now before it's too late. Because if you go to back to another Pac-12 championship game like you did last year and blow it, and I'm talking about just suck it up. Lincoln Riley is just, in my opinion, I'm not going to look at him as a off. I'm not going to look at him as a good head coach anymore. I mean, you have all this talent on offense. You hit the you hit the portal. You get the recruits, and you still can't do anything on defense. Nope. I mean, come on now. Arizona State's a perfect example. 45-28. I know that's a win. It's a very good win, but that game shouldn't have been close. Nope. You should not let Arizona State, who was one in three at the time. Should not let them put up 28 points on you. This game specifically, this game specifically, you should not have let Colorado make it a seven-point game. Nope. You should not. Because if they get that onside kick, guaranteed they go down there and they tie that game up. Oh, Guaranteed. They had all the momentum on their side. And that defense was getting scared. The defense was getting gassed. I don't even know who the defensive court is for USC. 40-ounce bounce. Get out. You're done. Like, I mean – it's insane, but this game shouldn't. I don't think they have anything. I don't think, like, as I told you before, offenses sell tickets, defenses win championships. They have the offense to sell the tickets. They don't have a defense to win them a championship yet. And that's just how I said on it. I don't think USC, Lincoln Riley will never have a top five defense in his coaching career, and he'll just have to suck it up. You can get all the Heisman picks. You can get all the Heisman candidates you want. Guess what? Not one of them is going to be defense. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. They're all going to be quarterbacks. Hey. Well said, brother. Well said. Oh. I know that one. That one felt like my LSU rant. Um, oh, this was personal, dude. It's like, personal. I mean, it's personal. all this talent, all this talent on defense I know you have, and you still almost let this team make a comeback on you. It's and ridiculous. you were up thir- You were up 20 points at halftime, and you continued to go up. Like, I mean, you got to 48 points. It was 48 to 21 at one point. Mm. No way on God's green earth they should be making a comeback. Nope, it's not, and my thing with this is it just shows the level difference. You kind of already said it, but the level difference between a USC versus Oregon and Washington, it's so prevalent. Like, it's so and obvious. And a sneaky Washington State team. And, and that is, is, you could throw them in there, too, because guess what? That offense can compete with USC's offense. Exactly. It's it's unbelievable that we got to witness Colorado damn near make this comeback not, no, there was not a person on the planet that was not rooting for Colorado, unless you're a straight-up hater. Watching that game, we were on the golf course. We're, we're, it's, it's over. It's over. USC's oh, when they got 21-nothing, it was over. USC's got this one in the bag. And Colorado's going to have a lot of question marks. I've got to give a lot of respect for Colorado and their grit and their want. And and you got to give primetime his, his coaching dues. He responded, and that team responded so well to last week's game, and yeah, it didn't look good. But for them oh, to no. get down 
like that, very similar situation to Oregon, and for them to respond the way they did it, it proved that they're making the right steps to becoming a legit program because you're going to lose bad games. You're going to look bad. There's going to just be moments where, and it's so rare, like it's, there's sometimes you get these teams like in Alabama that's had this long run with Nick Saban where we you cannot remember a time that they just got blown out of the football uh, the football stadium. And that's just not going to happen with Alabama and Nick Saban. There was moments with the Dabo era, and there was moments, you know, with other coaches. It feels kind of like the Kirby Smart right now, this little era yeah. with Georgia. They're not going to lose bad games. Sometimes you got to lose those bad games to learn from them. They learned so much from that Oregon game, and that's what it felt like was going to happen. They got hit with some major adversity in this one. Unbelievable amount of adversity, and they showed that they have what it takes to you know be a football team. But back oh, to yeah. the game itself, oh my God, this USC defense is so terrible. Oregon's defense, Oregon's defense held Colorado to 95 rushing yards. They rang up 240 on this team, bro. They rang up 240. This Ooh, is my God. This is ridiculous. They're so much slower. They're so much smaller. They're so much more. Well, not more. They're, they have less coaching pedigree. I don't even know how to phrase it. They, the coaching's not on the same level. You could see it. USC's never. It just did not look nearly as prepared. They didn't look nearly as talented. Nearly as fast. They didn't play with n- even close to the same physicality. If you want to beat a Colorado right now, you have to out physical them. You could make a convert. You could make the conversation for sixty percent of that game. Colorado at physical USC, and that's the only reason they made oh, the yeah. comeback. That second half came. That second half showed. That second half came out, and they showed it's, that they were here to play a game. Dude, it's ridiculous. And, it's unbelievable. I mean, as you said, give respect to Dion and what he did. Because I mean, after last game when he said they played like hot garbage. Hmm. I mean, they were down the entire game. They never had a lead, but they didn't feel like they played like hot garbage this no. time. Felt like they played, as you said, as a team. They had a lot like, of heart, man. A lot of heart. And they had a lot of heart and a lot of grit. And I'm telling you, if they get that onside kick, they go down and get a touchdown. And then Lincoln Riley's over here wondering if I'm going to be contending for a Pac-12 or a national championship. Mm. But – I just don't think USC's defense is good enough to compete with a Washington or Oregon's offense no. or even Washington State. I mean, yeah, they're explosive, but Washington State's defense isn't like anything or like a miracle thing either. Like, I mean, they're not that good. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, and we'll, we'll get off the USC conversation after this. What happens? Okay. What happens, though, when USC plays an elite defense, say in Oregon, say in Notre Dame? when they had to play these elite defenses, and maybe the offense isn't putting up 40 points a game. What is What what happens? Can the defense make those stops? I don't know, man. I don't think so. They're going to get exposed. Exactly. They're going to get exposed, dude. I'm talking about they are not going to know what to do when they have to play. Now, I could be totally wrong. I mean, this game pretty much showed that their defense is absolute dog water. <laughs> Very bad. But I, but I mean, if they have, to, if they're all, when their offense has to play a legit top five defense, they're gonna. I think, I think it's just gonna crumble. And then yeah. they had to play. I no disrespect Colorado's offense, one of the best offenses right now. When they have to play against another great offense like Washington, who's mm. th- who's putting up at least 400 who Michael Penix is putting up at least 400 yards passing with his wide receivers going over one, one, a buck 50 to 200 yards receiving. 
And then you have Oregon over here whose defense is just so dominant at this point. It's kind of – you don't even want to kind of play against them. Hmm. I mean, it's just – I feel like they're going to crack and get exposed. Yep. And that's what happens to Lincoln Riley sometimes. He gets exposed. He does not – like – and he gets outcoached. He they usually get outcoached. And it doesn't even like it – do, it won't surprise me if they lose. Mm-mm. It will not surprise me. What surprise? What would surprise me more is that they go back on a deep run. They start winning every game, and then they get back to the Pac-12. They get back to the Pac-12 championship, and they just you know crap the bed. True. I mean that showed it last year. I mean you they played Utah twice last year, and guess what? Lost to Utah twice. Yes. And it was in ter- it was embarrassing fashion too. Listen, that first game they played was super good. That second game, and I mean they def- defense came into play for Utah. When they have to play a legit defense, Caleb Williams starts cracking under pressure, and he doesn't know what to do. And that, yep. I mean, Tulane last year, for an example, he cracked against Tulane. Yep. And actually, I want to reiterate: I did say what I said was actually technically wrong. I mis misspoke reading off of my script. I got all uh, got heated up. I actually meant to say USC only had ninety five rushing yards against Colorado. Oh, Oregon okay. Okay, that ran for two forty on Colorado's defense. That my what my point was supposed to be is that they can't run the foot the football. They cannot run the football. And no, no, they can't. And the only person that can run the football is Caleb Williams right now. That's bad, dude. That's bad if you don't have and I know I talked crap about Notre Dame being so balanced, but you gotta be at least you gotta have more than ninety five yards against one of the be worst like, run defense. I'm not even saying like fifty fifty. I'm not saying like you don't have to be fifty fifty, but at give least me. have you gotta have your back at least twenty carries a game. Hey, give me give me Give me 125 at least, man. Give me something. Give me 20 carries a game for 125, and then we can talk. For I mean, these sure. these offenses in you know, college are running for crazy amounts now. Like 200 is that's almost average. It feels like at this point. You know, just give me 150. Numbers. You know, give me 150 against a terrible run defense like Colorado. Caleb can only do so much. It's a very similar situation to Jaden. You can't let this. I mean, he is unfreaking real. Caleb, he can do everything on a football field but it comes to it comes to a point where he cannot play defense he cannot run the ball every single play so mm-hmm. you can't coach the team you, you, know, you got to help the guy out i mean just the caleb williams goes into the league right now guess how many franchises he's gonna turn oh. around oh. this week say if he's with the bears or the vikings or like the broncos i mean just imagine that he could turn a he's he's gonna be able to turn a franchise around depending Maybe. on where he goes hey Bears. I'm not gonna throw Carolina in there because Carolina just got their franchise guy. Well, yeah, well, the Bears though they got the number one, number two pick because they got the Panthers pick. No, no, the Panthers are gonna trade back up and get Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, uh, they're gonna trade for their ba- their pick back. It's not gonna. Hey, happen. man, it's possible. I've seen it happen. What if What if the Bears got Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. with the first two picks? Still the wouldn't be able to do anything. <laughs> Still would not do a damn thing. Like the Bears are the laughing stock, but I'll leave that for you and Red on the pound perspective. But the Bears are the most embarrassing team. Literally all day on Terrible. TikTok, I've been seeing Bears fans, legit grown men, crying during that game. But that's that's for the other pod. Yeah, I understand where they're coming from as a Saints fan. Let's go yeah. to some games that caught our eye. CDM, I'll I'll start this one off first, real quick. Start, start us off, brother. I know what you're picking, so it's going to kind of lead into yours. I got. First of all, first of all, mm-hmm. how about the Wildcats, baby? Hey, man. Hey, man. Kentucky's the real deal. Florida's dog water. Kentucky? Florida is just absolute garbage. 
And that was weird, though, because Florida, after that, what they did at Tennessee, I was like, all right, maybe they're figuring something out. Kentucky goes in there, just waxes them. So I got to give my well, love Tennessee to the Wildcats, on paper man. looks good. Hey. Tennessee on paper looks good. On the field, it's just kind of eh. 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 You know, eh. 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 Is it worth it? But no, <laughs> Kentucky for sure. The Wildcats are on a run right now. Dude, I'm Take telling you, man. It. Wildcats. That's the team that caught my eye this weekend. After what they did to Florida, and it's not what they've just done to Florida. It's every single game. What they've done is it's. It feels like they're getting a little bit more impressive every week. Yeah, they let up twenty eight to Vandy. It happens. Every not every team's going to be playing perfect. Eh, I mean, every you can't week. blow them out every game. Yeah, not every game. But for me, for what how great they looked, and Leary really did not do much. He was not good. Like he was not a good quarterback this game. And for them to just dominate Florida on the ground. Florida, another defense that just has forgot how to play football, it feels like. I mean, 329 rushing yards for Kentucky. One running back had 280 on the ground and three running back, uh, three touchdowns. Yeah, dude, it was Ray like Davis. he balled out that game. I talk about dominant run. Oh, Geno Smith's out. Oh, no. What is oh, that? Dear Lord. Who is Drew that? Locke. Oh, God. That's right. That's right. Oh, Okay, oh back to what you were saying. I, I mean, they dom- Kentucky him. dominated on the ground. Yeah. Absolute hey. masterclass of the run game. Is that, is I think they're Goldarm? starting running back. Wait, Goldenarm? What is his name? Goldenarm? Yeah, Gold- yeah, Goldenarm. <laughs> Goldenarm's <laughs> back out there. Drew Luck, baby, let's go. No, but 100%. No, like, Kentucky Kentucky's is, running back had whew. like over 200 yards rushing in the first half. He's unbelievable, dude. He's so good. Ray Davis, this is a guy that no one's talking about that everyone should know. He has 600 rushing yards on the season, eight tuds already. He looks really good. Really Holy crap. Good. Eight tuds on the year? 7.8 yards a carry, dog. <laughs> this offensive line for Kentucky, though, like, that's on it. Like, the running back's there, but that offensive line's got to be playing hey. good in the trenches. Hey, this Kentucky squad's got what it takes to beat a team like, like, like a Georgia. Oh, like a Georgia. Uh, oh, I uh, hope so. <laughs> they've got a squad that can do it. They have a quarterback that, yeah, he's not. He's not perfect, and he's not even – I would not even put him even the, in the elite class. But he feels like a guy that can make enough plays, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, make a couple of plays at the end of a game and kind of lead him back. I like what I'm seeing from Kentucky. I've kind of been keeping my eye on Kentucky for a minute. I had him in my top 25 coming into this week uh, when they had Fresno State at 25. I've been, I've been kind of watching this team undefeated. They go out there and beat a Florida team that – Felt like they were kind of getting back on, getting back on track, and then they just absolutely just looked terrible. So it's just terrible. So it it kind of is like, all right, was Florida just Florida, or is Kentucky Kentucky? I just wanted to highlight them. Ray Davis, animal. This team looked great, man. This team looked really, really good. CDM, what what one team that caught your eye? Georgia should have lost. Oh. Georgia should have lost that game. Oh. Georgia is not the Georgia from the two years that they have won a national championship. Mm-mm. You can at me at it. You can text me if you want to. I'll put my phone number in the details. <laughs> Georgia shouldn't have won this game. I'm not an Auburn fan. I hate Auburn. Which I mean, if it but if they both could have lost, I'd have been perfectly fine with it. <laughs> but Georgia should not have won this game. The only reason they won this game is by one man and one man alone. His name is the best tight end in college football right now, the best tight end going into this year's draft. His name is Brock Bowers, and he is an absolute unit. I'm yeah. telling you, we thought Kyle Pitts was it. Kyle Pitts is trash compared to this dude. Mm. I mean, one he had eight receptions, 157 yards, and one touchdown. The second half, dude, he just exploded. 
It was absolutely insane. I've never seen somebody at the tight end position just take an offense by storm. Like Carson Beck, Carson Beck's mid, dude. Carson He's Beck not. is not what people thought no. he was going to be. Mm-mm. Like, I mean, no, dude, that pick that he threw, first off, the one pick that he threw, that DB wanted it more than the wide receiver. I'll give that. That was just a really good defensive play. But Carson Beck is not it, bro. He is probably the best game-managing quarterback I've seen in college football right now. I mean, people thought Mac Jones was a game manager. No. no. Carson Beck is not it. Like, I don't think Carson Beck's going to be an NFL quarterback. I mean, do you think – I think he gets drafted <sighs> in, like, the seventh round. Or maybe he becomes the next Brock Purdy and becomes Mr. Irrelevant. He'll come back next year, right? He's only a junior, so. Oh, dear Lord in heaven. So the last thing I need is Carson Beck to come back and just be absolute mid. But, no, Georgia versus Auburn was the game that I pointed out. Um, it was probably – the it was an exciting game for sure. George, uh, Auburn came in playing really good ball. Um, at one point took the lead and gave Georgia – kind of had Kirby sweating a little bit, had the cold sweats. You know, um, but they could have definitely won this game if Auburn's quarterback found out how to play football. If he just Thorn, was not baby. absolute dumpster fire. Thorn, what baby. I say right here? What I say right here? I said it somewhere. Yeah, just absolute. Yeah, I can't say that, but just <laughs> absolute crap. Absolute crap. I'm talking about. How do you? How do you forget how to play the sport of football, bro? You had 92 yards passing, and a one interception. Mm. And this Georgia defense is not good, dude. I'm good. sorry. Like this Georgia, I mean, it's good, but it's not the Georgia defense we're used to seeing at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, but dear Lord, they should not have even been close to winning this game. Auburn could have ran the ball down their throats and just won the game. But they decided to give the quarterback the ball and just absolutely sell. Yep. But Brock Bowers is the reason they won that game. That's like I've never seen a tight end except Gronk. It's the last person I've seen, like the last yeah. – like good tight end in college that I've seen that just dominated in the second half. And that was his second half, dude. He is an absolute unit. So and I've been telling people this. I've been getting arguments on social media. Kyle Pitts is trash. Brock Bowers is a better tight end than any tight end I've seen. Like any draft prospect that I've seen. I know Kyle Pitts was the fourth pick in the draft, but Brock Bowers is probably going to carry this team to another SEC championship game. Dude, He's going to yes. carry Carson Beck to a SEC championship game. Probably yeah. an SEC championship win, depending on who they're playing. Yeah, well, I'll say this about Brock Bowers and Kyle Pitts debate. A lot of Kyle Pitts was what if. Everything with Brock Bowers is, it's out there. We know Clip what it. he can Clip do. Clip it, send it, put it on social media. That is exactly, he is a big, Kyle Pitts is the biggest what if, and Brock Bowers just shows you on the field that he can do it. That's what it is, man. It's not ifs. It's It's out there, bro. It's out there. Everyone knows. I said this right here. I said, Brock, the, I mean, Brock Bowers is the best, and if not, the best player in college football right now. I mean, you can I make mean, a, you can make skill a, wise, you can make an argument between him and Caleb and a lot of other people, but in yeah. my opinion, Brock Bowers at the position he plays, one of the probably one of the most toughest positions that you have to play in football because you have to be able to catch, you have to be able to block 300 pound linemen from getting to your quarterback. You got to be able to do a lot more. Oh my gosh, no, a fan. fan. Oh, oh, that's a oh. touchdown. Hey, Dre Goldenorm, baby. Wow. Goldenorm coming out there slinging it. That was a heck of a play by Fant. No, uh, it's one of these things from Brock for me. It's like you can make a debate that he could be the second pick in the entire draft behind, in front of Marvin Harrison, in my opinion. He's that, I mean, he's that dang good. 
Marvin Harrison hasn't had like the best year. Oh my gosh, dude, he did not step out of bounds. Wow, he's down he right in? there. But I mean, that's such a great uh, line. Yeah, he's gonna be down. But no, Marvin Harrison Jr. has not had the season that I projected or me and you projected him to have. Um, once again, I think Ohio State will wake up later in the year for mm-hmm. sure. But Brock Bowers, you, I totally mm-hmm. agree. You can make a legit argument on him being a top five, top four pick. And I'm telling you, whatever team he goes to, he's going to be like a Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Mark Andrews type of guy. Yes. I mean, he's going to be able to block. He's going to be able to run routes, and he's going to come down with the ball. But that's the game that caught my eye. But uh, I got Wildcats this weekend. Uh, go Wildcats. Wildcats, baby. All right, brother. We'll hold those picks for just a sec. Let's get to these top six teams in College Kings. Heisman watch, brother. Got a lot of talk Not a about lot here, to move man. around. Not a lot of movement, so we're probably going to get through this kind of quick. Uh, let's just start with our top six teams. Man, you want to start us off here? I got you right here. I'm going to start from six and work my way up. So at right. six, I'm going to put Penn State right there. You know, yeah. Penn State's been on an absolute roll right now. Actually finally had their first turnover of the season. Yeah. So, you know, um, it was just a fumble. So, you know, we can fix those yeah. mistakes. All are still Drew at Drew Aller has not thrown a pick, and I'm telling you, he's playing some of the most smart football, mm-hmm. making some of the most smart decisions. He's not trying to be the superhero. He's trying to be, you know, the smartest guy on the field when it comes to putting his team in the right position. Mm-hmm. Um, at five, I got FSU. Um, they had a bye week, so you can't really move them. At uh, four, I had Ohio State, also had a bye week this week. Um, at three, I have the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan has not been the hype that I think they were going to be. Yeah, they're killing opponents, but they haven't really played anybody yet. Mm. Their biggest opponent is probably going to be Penn State, and that's going to be a fun game to watch because it's finally going to be probably the best offense. versus. It's going to be two of the top teams in their division playing besides Ohio State. Um, At two, I have the Texas Longhorns. They have done enough right now to be put up as the second-best team in the nation. And then at number one, you got to leave Georgia undefeated, national champs. Um, had a rough game last week, but came out on top of it. As I said, probably shouldn't have won that game, but they did. They did. Uh, but that's it. Georgia won, Texas, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Penn State. Yeah, we're uh, exactly the same. So I'll just give you <laughs> Are my, you serious? Yeah, six pin, FSU five, Ohio State four, Michigan three, Texas two, Georgia one. Give a quick little shout out, pin. Everyone knows how we feel about them. That defense is great, and offense is getting better every week. Not much oh, yeah. to say about them. FSU, Ohio State, uh, uh, bye weeks. So, but I will explain why I have Ohio State at four now. Last week I did have them at three. How did they lose a spot without even playing a game? It's because Michigan is still playing some amazing football. This is what they've allowed, and yes, they haven't played anybody. I know. I know they have played literally nobody. They they've scrubs. allowed – Three points, seven points, six points, seven points, seven points. They have not allowed double digits all freaking year. That says well, you know, something. Oh, that I, that's actually an interesting fact. Let me tell you this: the three teams in college football that have let only ten points or less are Penn State, Michigan State, uh, Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State. Those are the three teams in college football that have only allowed Jeez. ten point ten points or less. All the that's defenses insane. Big Ten now, not in the SEC. That's crazy. I know, right? Um, and I just got to I got to shout them out. I know they played literally no good offenses. I don't want to overlook Ohio State or nothing, but Michigan they deserve a little bit of respect after another beatdown of an opponent. So, hey, Jim's back. Hey, they can do some things. We'll see. 
I just I'm it's hard for me to believe in Michigan after those terrible performances in the playoffs the last couple of seasons. Oh, dude, the past two seasons, it's they just choke. been heartbreak, dude. They choke. Like, they if this choke. is what if this is what like Bears fans feel like <laughs> or like Yankees fans, yep, it's just so sad. That's what it is. That's what it is. But I got Texas at two. Not much more explaining. Yeah. They've just they've been keep on stacking wins. If they stack this one, they might be jumping up to number one. Georgia at a one. Why not? They win. I know every team faces adversity, and they handled their adversity pretty well. So Georgia at number one, they remain. Yeah. Hey, let's get to this College Kings Heisman candidates watch. Heisman watch. Hey, Heisman watch. Heisman watch, baby. We're we're out here. We're going to give you all what y'all think, what we think here. Um, I don't know if we're going to have much movement here as well, but uh, I'll I'll start us off here. I'll start us off on this one. Um, Go ahead. Number five. I had mm-hmm. Jaden Daniels last week. You can't have a two-loss team in there, so had to make a move here. There's some guys out there you could throw in there, and it's time that we give this man his respect. I think we're thinking of the same person right now. Dylan Gabriel, baby. Yes, 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 yes. He's exactly it. who I have. He deserves his He deserves his respect. He's going to be my number five guy here. He's really good, man. He's really good, and he's got a lot of accuracy. I love his athleticism on top of his accuracy. He just—he's got a little bit of that Tua in him. He's got a little bit of Michael Penix in him, and those are lefties. It's easy to just compare him to the other lefties, but there's something there that I just don't think everyone sees, man. And he's an elite quarterback. He was elite oh, yeah. at UCF, and now he's at a place where he's got an even better offensive power. Power. This team's fun to watch, and I'm so apt for their game this weekend. Number four, his opponent this coming up week. Quinn Ears remains at four for me. He's still playing at an amazing level. Love what Quinn Ears is doing in football, and he's just getting better every week. Number three for me, Bo Nix. He is on his Heisman race. Oregon's put out uh, – they've been putting out, you know, campaigns for this guy since before the season started. I respect Oregon's want for this guy to be their guy uh, in, the, in the New York uh, ceremonies at the end of the season in New York City. So I gotta give his respect. He's balling right now. He looks so dang good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got a little bit of movement here. I got Michael Penix back at two for me. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. He didn't get a tud this week. They kind of they didn't struggle, but it was a good game against Arizona. It was a close game. I looked at that score. It was a close, close like, game before, when I was typing all my stuff down. And it was just I was just like okay, but they also like. Washington kind of opened up the run game now. Yep. They're kind of doing something new. You know, kind of trying to get balanced. They like, are. You don't have to sling it. You don't have to slink it for 400 yards a game and five touchdowns to win a game. Open up that run game. Yeah, and, and that feels like one of those things. Just, hey, we got to win the football game. Let's do it in every way possible. They, kind of, it's kind of a cool thing to see that they can win in multiple ways now and not mm-hmm. just by Michael Penix's arm. But it's going to make him drop. It was one of these things where if Caleb – I mean, if Caleb's just going to keep doing what he's doing – Michael Penix has got to be on a god tier level to to win this thing. So yeah, kinda, six, t- six takes, passing touchdowns to do that yeah, to you. He takes a half step back. Caleb takes three steps forward. It, it, that's enough. That's way enough. So Caleb Williams is back at number one for me. He is so freaking good. Caleb six, Williams is unfreaking real. I've never. I don't know if I've ever seen a quarterback with just this much potential. Talent. It's not just what he does on the field. It's where he could be. What he could become in the NFL. It's so interesting, and I mean, everyone talked about Trevor Lawrence being the the the, the transcendent quarterback. Patty Mahomes is the guy now that you know everybody wants. This guy right here, 
He is the perfect build. He is as big as Patrick Mahomes. He is faster than Josh Allen. He's got big of an arm as a Josh Allen as Patty Mahomes. He's as smart as a you know as a Drew Brees. He's ridiculous. He's so good at football. And he's it, the best. Yeah, he's the best build out of ever. Like out of the yeah. quarterbacks we've seen, we've seen some really good quarterbacks going to the draft. He is the best one that we've seen so far, and it showed in high school, bro. Yes, showed in high school. Seat freshman season in Oklahoma. Oh my god! Wow. Freshman season in Oklahoma, he showed it as well when he came in against Texas to win that game. Um, it was a lot, man. But I agree with you on that. Um, ours are really the same. Um, we switched two of them around, so I'll start off at five. I'm with you. I got my guy, Dylan Gabriel. You know, give this man some flowers because he deserves it. Yep. Um, he's been balling out all season. At four, I have Bo Nix. Um, he's been really doing good, but also I'm not going to say he's been, he's getting carried by the defense, but the defense is helping him back up those numbers oh, yeah, for 100%. sure. Like, that defense is helping out a lot. Um, at three, I got Quinn at uh Quentin Ewers at three, you know, keeps doing what he's doing. Who knows? He could be a nat- he could be a national champion and a Heisman winner, which would make Texas fans probably cry. Mm. Um two, we have Michael Penix Jr. Um it's just hard not to put Caleb at one right now, especially after the game he just had. It's really hard. So that's who I have at one. I have Caleb Williams back at one. Um, six passing touchdowns <laughs> in a game, man. That's hard to beat. Like <laughs> that's hard to beat, man. I really, mean, Michael really Penix hard. has got two thousand and eight passing yards, but Caleb Williams has gotten over twenty three passing touchdowns right now. Jeez. That's stupid. That's so ridiculous. He's... It's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. It's insane. I'm glad we can witness it. Mm-hmm. Um, Pre- you know, it's be- I mean, it's awesome to see. But uh, yeah, that's our Heisman watch for this week. Um, God, Caleb, all of so got good. the same picks right 21 now. Twenty-one tuds to one interception is absolutely insane, dude. He's only got. There's no way he's got one interception. Only one interception. He threw it against Colorado. Are you are you are you serious right now? Yeah. There's no way he's got only just. Oh my god, dude! You gotta be kidding me. One interception to twenty-one. He's throwing seventy-five percent completion percentage, sixteen hundred passing yards, dude. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen a back-to-back Heisman winner, but it'd be really cool to see Caleb Williams do it again. It'd be be funny if he won back-to-back Heismans but still didn't win a national championship. (laughs) That'd be that'd be most Lincoln Riley stat of all time, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that would be. I I would put that on Lincoln Riley. I'd be like, yeah, that's his fault. Back-to-back Heismans. That's all he cares about. He doesn't care about championships. Apparently not. (laughs) Apparently not. With all the talent this dude's had at Oklahoma. And at USC, he still can't get to a national championship. Yeah, you know what he can, he can get to, though? He can get to a playoff game or a conference championship and get blown out. I was about to say, blown out they barely time. can make it to the dang playoffs itself, let alone a championship game. I've never seen a head coach just get bent over and just his back blown out by so many good teams. <laughs> like, it's insane. It's so bad. It's so bad. Like, it's a classic Lincoln Riley. Let's 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 ease up on Lincoln. We've talked a lot of smack about him. Let's get to these games. Let's talk about some of these big time matchups. This week. a lot of good games this weekend. A lot. Um, lot of trap games. Yes. A lot of trap games this weekend. Yes, there For are a lot of these ranked teams as well. You can't you can't sit lightly on some of these teams that they're playing. Nope. Um, nope. If nope. you want to start us off, brother, yeah. go right ahead. We'll go right ahead here, starting off with the LSU Tigers. Trying to bounce back. They got to go out there to Mizzou. Mizzou to play the other Tigers. 
They are six and a half favorites in this one, 63 point over under. They're thinking we're going to get some points in this one. I would agree because show up now. Hey, I don't believe I would ever take the under on an LSU game until that defense proves that they can stop a dang rock from moving. LSU has to put up 40 points to win a game. LSU puts up 40 points in this game. That's all I'm going to say. Jaden Daniels keeps balling and adding to his NFL stock that's rising every single minute, it feels like. Got the Tigers from Louisiana. Ah, this one, 45. The Bayou Bengals. The Bayou Bengals, 45 to 35. Okay, I like that. Um. Once again, big trap game right here for LSU because this really determines if Brian Kelly keeps his job. In my opinion, if you lose this game, you start. Uh, I'm not going to give it, as you said, last game, we're not going to really put him in the hot seat, you know, because defense was just that bad. But if he loses this game, you got to put him in the hot seat. You got to put pressure on him. You got to look at him and be like, hey, man, you just lost two back to back games to SEC opponents. Um, you got to, you know, you got to start picking things up. Um, but I'm going to take the Bengals, uh, the Bayou Bengals. Bayou Bengals. I'm going to take the LSU Tigers against Mizzou. And no disrespect, I love Mizzou's quarterback, Brady, uh, Brandon Cook. Love him. Dude's a dog. He That's literally Brady. just yeah. set a record. Yeah, it, Brady. Yeah. yeah, Brady. He just set a record this weekend for like the most consecutive pass attempts without an interception. Absolutely insane. That's crazy. Like, I mean, giving me kind of some Drew Lockbods when he was at Missouri. Right. Hopefully he's not a bust, but I mean, you know, he's good. And like Mizzou is nothing wowing about them, honestly. No. I mean, yeah, their offense is good, but their it's defense. Good. That's eh, all it is. It's good. That's all it is. <laughs> it's good. Like, it's not great. Like, yeah. it's not like over here being like a Colorado or USC no. or anything like that. It's just good. Just, just good. good. It's not, it's not even mid, but. No. It's good. Um, I'm gonna have LSU winning this game. It's gonna be close. It's gonna be 34 to 31. Wow, you you really think we're gonna hold a team to 31 points? Uh, you better. Um, <laughs> you better. Or <laughs> new traditions are gonna have to happen yeah. in LSU if yeah, you don't have to adopt um, something over there. Jeez. But going on to this next game is very interesting. Mm. Um, Kentucky goes into Athens to play the defending dogs. Dogs. Georgia. And guess what, baby? Mm. My upsets didn't happen last week, but they're happening this week, baby. Georgia's going down 28-7, Kentucky. Whoa, 28-7. Oh, 17, my bad. 17, 17, 17, my bad. Not seven. Not seven. Woo! I was about to say. Kentucky might as well just be uh, the number one team. The number one in the dang nation, baby. Hey. Hey, we've seen it happen before. Hey. But, yeah, I'm going to take Kentucky winning 28-17. Um, last week, I think Auburn exposed some holes in that defense, but obviously they didn't expose anything in that offense because that offense just, uh, well, no, not the offense. Brock Bowers just mm. continued to cook. Yeah. And that's one thing you're going to have to do as, uh, Kentucky's going to have to do is try and shut Carson Beck's number one target down. Now, yet again, if you shut him down, you got to be able to still play as a whole defense and be able to stop that Georgia offense in total. But if you take away his number one target, He's not going to know what to do. He's going to start making some errors. And Auburn's defense is no slouch. That was no slouch game for them. They played one hell of a game. Yes. Um, But Kentucky's got to be able to go in there and shut that offense down and just be able to do what they did against Florida. Run the rock. Put no, like Get them, catch them off guard. Catch them lacking. 
and Eerly's gonna uh, Leary. Leary's his Leary. name, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna have to have probably the best game of his career. Yeah, Honest yes. to God, he's gonna have to play like a Heisman contender. Even though he's not in there, he's still gonna have to play like this is a national championship. Because I mean, it's Georgia. If you take down Georgia, this whole thing is wide open. Mm. This whole playoff race contention, SEC is wide open. Yep. I mean, basically. I mean, if Missouri and Kentucky both win this Saturday, guess what? They're the two best teams in the SEC. I mean, it's going to be, um, once again, it's a trap game. It's trap games this week, and I think Kentucky takes it away. I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. Yes, sir. Yes. Let's go. Kentucky does it, bro. They're going to do it. I'm going to give a little bit of an analytic approach here because I completely agree with you where there's going to be – there's holes. Last few years, there's not been holes with the Georgia defense. There might be some holes on this Georgia defense. There's holes, dude. There's these, holes in this defense. These holes sure. ain't big. I mean, these are crevices that you have to find a way to just – you have to find squeak a way to – Squeak in there. You yeah. got to squeak in there and just – and once you get in there, you just got to take advantage of them. Yes. You cannot keep your foot on the pedal. Do not hit the brakes. Keep that foot on the gas the entire time because yep. Kirby's not going to know what to do. Yep. Nope. It, it, Kirby's an amazing football coach. He's going to have this team ready. This is all about if the Kentucky coaching staff can get this team prepared and mentally prepared to just stick around. Because this is not a game where I think Kentucky gets a 28-point lead and they hold on. This is a game where you're going to face adversity. You might even go down 14 nothing. you got to find a way to respond and, and get back into this game. I'm not gonna, I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth kind of a thing. you got to just stay in the game, get into the fourth quarter. I think they do that. Kentucky is going to rely on the run game here. Mm-hmm. Ray Davis is going to have another great game. I'm not saying 280. But he's going to have another great game. He's going to be the reason. If this team wins, it's going to be because of him. And Leary does not give the ball to Georgia. No, you cannot throw them souvenirs at a, all. A Heisman, a Heisman performance from Leary is not turning the football over. You need. To, yeah. I need two hundred. You can't. You're not winning with seventy nine yards in this game. He had seventy nine yard. Oh, I need him to week. push like three hundred yards passing. At least two hundred to... for me, man. He, if he gets two hundred, Leary. Is close to 200 rushing yards. I mean, uh, Davis is near near 200. Leary passes for 200. They have a chance in this game. Give me the Wildcats, 31 to 28, baby. That's a close game right there, man. And I totally agree with you. Um, this mm. next game, mm. man, 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 it's a trap game for sure. We just came off an impressive win. Alabama at Texas A and M. We never play good at A&M. I'll be completely honest with you. We don't play good at A&M at all. And that's one thing, going back to Georgia, Georgia played on the road last week. That's what Kentucky's going to have to do. They're going to have to overcome on-the-road adversity in a hostile environment. Alabama has to do the same thing. The score, sp- uh, the spread is 2.5 right now. The over-under is 56, I think. Uh, the over-under is 50, 2.5 Bama. 50, 2.5 Bama. Now, see, this is a tough game because – Yes, Connor uh, Weiner, or I think that's his name. He's Weinen, out. He's out for the rest Weinen, of the season. Yeah, some sh- yeah, stuff yeah. He's there. he's out for the rest of the season. But now you still have a good backup in Max Johnson, former LSU quarterback. Yep. Um, him and his brother both transferred over there. I think he brings a little bit more of a leader or a veteranship type yes. of deal with Texas A and M. Um, plus, this dude can sling it. We've mm-hmm. seen it before. I mean, dude's a dog. Dog. But uh. Our de- Alabama's defense is just playing so good right now. We are playing so good. Our my all the offense is just eh, you hey, know. It's, it's finding it every week. Hey, 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 
We got we got to give Milro his respect though. He looked good, man. He looked good. This past week he looked good, dude. He did, he made all of his first eight passes. He finished. I'll give him that. Yeah, but ten to twelve. Like, but that's how you got to play him, bro. Twelve passes. That's yeah, but that's, that's what thing, you got to do. You're not. Tr- you don't trust. I don't feel like they just don't trust him throwing the ball. They enough. shouldn't. They shouldn't. No, good lord, no. And I agree with you on that. Like that's the one thing I've been. Forty three like, rushes. Forty three rushes. That's how Alabama wins this season, baby. Come on. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have to establish dominance at running the ball. We cannot pass the ball right now. The only time we pass the ball is when we catch a team over the top guessing. And I mean, yes, I love like Jalen Milrow is a good quarterback. I personally am not a fan. And this is the first oh, time, and yeah. I hate saying it because I make yeah. myself sick every time. It's just uh, we've been spoiled. We've been spoiled with passers. Oh, yeah. And I'm not used to him just being such a dominant runner. Like when he rolls out of the pocket, he just runs out of bounds. He doesn't throw the ball away. Oh, yeah. It he's, pisses me off. Because if you just throw the ball away, you save a down instead of losing yards. And that's one that's like a minicule thing that he has to fix. Yeah. It's just Throw the ball out. But I give him his flowers last week. Mississippi State is also one of the worst teams in the SEC is why I expected us to win. Fair. But our defense, Alabama's defense, is is good. Mm-hmm. Alabama's defense is good. That's the only way, that's the only reason we're still alive this season is because our defense is good. Um, I'm going to take Bama, of course. I'm going to take them 31-21. Um, I think I think our defense is going to be the main reason that we win these games or win games in the SEC right now. And um, – we had 40 last week. I think we could put up 31 or more. It just depends on what Jalen Milrow wants to do. It's an uh, back-to-back road games. This one was easy. This one, you're going into a tough environment. College Station is not a hard, is not an easy place. And guess what? This was his first start last year. Hmm. His first start last year was against A&M, and it was probably one of the worst quarterback performances I saw at one point. Hmm. But now he has redemption to really clean that up and make it a lot better on the road in their house. I'm talking about, I want him to rush for over a hundred yards and I want him to pass for over 200 yards, mostly rush for over a hundred yards. That's my thing. But yeah, that's who I have. Bama 31 to 21, 31, 21. This one's really tough for me to pick, man. I was, I was going back and forth between scores. How many points do I really think Bama could score? A&M's got a good defense. Two and a half is a tough cover. Are you gonna pick that three points? Are you gonna you gonna somehow find a way for Adam to to cover here? I'm gonna have Adam cover here, but not win. They're not gonna okay. win this football okay. game. Okay, yeah, I'm scared of their little. They're bit. not gonna. Scared. I don't think they win this football game. A&M's gonna. They have so much. They playing Bama is like it feels like their thing now. They, they, Jimbo wants to win this game more than any game out there. I know, no, he has a chance to win the SEC. And right now, if you beat a, a Alabama, you're right there in the middle of winning the SEC now. So it, everything's in front of a And M. They have the, they're in the same exact boat. It feels like that uh, uh, Alabama's in right now. When it Ole comes Miss to, is in the same boat with them as well. Uh, Ole Miss I mean, is right back into it after beating LSU. So a And M beats Alabama. If they beat Alabama, they're number one in the West. So. You gotta be you gotta be sitting there as a AM fan saying, Man, this is really our championship game, our midseason championship game. So they're gonna fight, they're gonna play hard. Jimbo's gonna have that team ready, even though I'm not a full Jimbo believer, but it feels like Jimbo's Jimbo, a bum. Jim, hey, Jimbo, he gets them ready for Bama for some reason. I don't know why that's the I don't one. know why. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I don't know why that's the only game I see them play some of the hardest football yeah. ever. Yeah, like, they, it's, they ball. like it's kinda like Auburn and Bama. Yep. 
Auburn can be absolute dog water all year, but when it gets to the Iron Bowl, it's the best game they have played all season. Yeah, exactly. It's the same way for Texas A&M. But it's like you want to beat Bama. You strive to beat Bama. Yep. They do. Like, I mean, Jambo wants that more than anything. I know those players want it for him or they want it for the program. They want it for their season. They're still in it. This well, isn't. Guess what? Wait till next year. Wait till next year. Wait till next year. It's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. I got Alabama squeezing this one out. Good defense. Late offense. Finds a way to get this thing done for him. 23 to 21. This is gonna be a it's gonna be a, a sweat fest for you over there. Uh, Holy at, crap! At the household CD. Oh yeah. man. Yep, I, I got a I got a defensive battle on this one. That is under. Is their defense that good? Defense is good, and Texas A&M somehow always plays good defense against Alabama. I mean they've they've kind of they kind of wake up when it comes to that, but they have a really good defense Ooh. too. It's a it's a it's a it's a pretty good defense. I like the score. Talent. I like the squeak. I like I like getting those out because that's like getting the team battle tested and ready. Oh, but, this is going to be a battle tested game for Alabama. Oh right? yeah, hundred percent. It's just all, it's the road game, dude. It's yeah. at A and M. That's the biggest one. But on to this next game, another sneaky game. I think it's going to mm. be Washington State at UCLA. Another Pac-12 conference matchup. Mm. Um, two high-powered offenses right now. Mm. Um, Cam Ward for Washington State is having a phenomenal year right now, mm. and um, you know. The UCLA quarterback, Dante his name. Yeah, Dante Moore, stud. I mean, yeah, the Utah game. Utah game was a little iffy, but honestly, if you look at the Utah versus Oregon State game, both of these teams kind of look a little better. Yeah, Um, especially Washington State. So I'm going to take Washington State in this game. I don't feel like their offense is going to be able. I don't feel like UCLA's defense is going to be able to keep up with this high-powered Cam Ward-led offense, especially since how dynamic he is. You don't know what he's going to do. You don't know if he's going to throw a bomb on you, throw it over the middle, or if he's just going to take the ball for 30-plus yards for a first down. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Washington State winning. It's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be 31-38. Uh, to 38. All right. So uh, I was right there with you, bro. I was going to be the same exact – kind of same exact score. But I want to go look at these stats. UCLA's got a quietly good defense. It's not only – Really, no. they got a quietly good defense – yeah, so did so did Oregon State apparently, and you saw what Washington State did to that. Team. I mean, Utah only held like they only held Utah to fourteen points, but Utah only held them to seven points. Yeah, so. and Utah, but Utah's defense is elite, and then Utah also doesn't have any offense. So that's not yeah, a game. It's a tough. It's a tough major measuring game right now. That game is tough measuring game. I was looking back. I said, "All right, do I think UCLA can keep this team?" under 40 points. I think they can maybe keep them under 40. So I jumped down. I still think, though, by the way, UCLA is a somehow a three-point favor in this game. Yeah, I saw that in the script, bro. That's yeah. insane. Insane. 59 points. Especially uh, since Washington under. State's undefeated and mm-hmm. has been balling out. Doesn't make any sense. I get it to UCLA, but that, that they're giving them the home advantage by three points, and I don't think this is a, t- a pick-me game, personally. I think this is a, a Washington State deserves their respect. I think they're not going to they're not going to look at that and be looking for that, but if they find out that they're underdogs in this one, that's just that's bulletin poor material. They're oh, going to they be coming to this game wanting to win, but I think UCLA. This is this is a big game for them to get back into the Pac-12 race. They have to have this game. They're going to fight their butts off, but it's not going to be enough. Give me Washington State, but another really 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 tight cover here. Washington State wins thirty-one to thirty. All right, let's keep this like thing that. rolling, brother. Like to that. Notre Dame, going out there to play 
Louisville, the undefeated Louisville, now ranked Louisville as well. Notre Dame out there with their what are bounce they ranked? back. There are twenty four. I didn't get to look at the rankings today. Let's see. Um, hang on. You know, Kentucky and Louisville are the only two undefeated teams right now in Kentucky. Like two major colleges in Kentucky that are both undefeated okay. and ranked. Holy crap! Rankings, yes, twenty five, twenty five. Not bad, under Fresno State. So they're they're top they're top twenty five team, man. Undefeated. Notre Dame's got to come out and beat the dog breaks off these guys. You know, I don't. Know. You think they do, or they should they? Uh, ah, uh, they should, man. They should. I mean, these past two weeks have just been. Weird, but Louisville's also got a weird offense, as you told me. They do. But who do you have winning this game? I got Notre Dame handling their business. It feels like Louisville's going to give them some trouble early, but six and a half Notre Dame, that's kind of big, but it also feels a little disrespectful after, you know, should have beat Ohio State, who's a top four team. They beat a Duke team with that is it has a really good defense. Louisville, they're good, but they don't have an elite quarterback. I'm not – I'm not a often I'm not sold on the offense. Defense is mm-hmm. honestly impressive for a Louisville squad. I mean, I was looking at it. I can't remember exactly earlier. They um, let's see, let's see. Yeah. The defense is weird because they they allow a lot to a Georgia Tech in the beginning of the season. They hold and their offense is very weird too. They put up 56 against a Boston College who we've seen them kind of play good this year. And then they yeah. only put up 21 against Indiana and 13 against North Carolina State. So they're kind of all over the place for me. It's kind of hard to measure how good this team actually is. Their, their quarterback's name Plummer, too. That's a heck of a freaking name, the Plummer. Um, hey, man, you got to gotta get those clogs out of that offense, man. You hey, know what I'm saying? But on, it's, that's hey, such hey, a bad dad joke. It was a great dad joke. And they're, I mean, he's not – he is not careful with the football, and Notre Dame lives on turnovers. How many turnovers does he have? 11 tuds, six interceptions. <laughs> so he is just not smart with the football. It was kind of hard for me to even pick Louisville. I like Louisville. It's fun. They're kind of a fun little story right now, undefeated, but it all comes crashing and burning this week. I think they yeah. compete, but Notre Dame, because Notre Dame's offense will be stupid again and not put up enough points to blow a team out. But – They'll put up 28, but Louisville will find a way to put up 20. I think they'll be kind of coming back from the end and get a guard score. You. 28 to 20, Notre Dame for me. I've got Notre Dame winning this game, and they have to blow them out. Mm-hmm. And I, they have to. If they want to look like, if they still want to look like a threat to other teams out there, especially with the teams coming up on their schedule, they got to win. They got to win impressively now. And so I got Notre Dame winning 31 14. I feel like they just go in, handle business. You know, show people why this team should not be ranked. Um, show why the real team in Kentucky should be ranked after this weekend. Um, go Cats. But, oh, yeah, cats. that's uh, – I think both of us got Notre Dame. But now, mm. on to the game of the week, probably game of the year in my opinion. We've got the Red River rivalry. We have Oklahoma versus the Texas Longhorns. And it's going to be a good game, man. Yes, it is. It's going to be probably, and I, I, just, I just said, probably game of the year. Must watch I mean, television. Must watch television. And it's a morning game, too, which is oh. even better. Because oh. I'll be able to wake up and turn that game on and watch it before work. Cup of coffee. Oh. 
uh, dreams come true sometimes. Yeah, it's so beautiful. But this game is not going to be like the usual games because Oklahoma actually has a defense. Yes. Oklahoma actually has a legit defense. Now, Cincinnati, Cincinnati kind of hang it. They hung in there with them. Um, Iowa State did not. Iowa State put up 20, but they put up 40 to back it up as well. Yeah. But this team's going to, this game's going to be different from what it was these past few years. Texas is on a whole different level of offensive play hmm. and defensive play, but mostly offensive. Um, last year, they killed Oklahoma 59 to nothing. Never seen that before. And Oklahoma's got that chip on their shoulder now. Oklahoma's got revenge on my mind right now is what Oklahoma's telling me. Brett Venable's telling me that he is ready to go in there and show Steve that he has not seen a defense like this all year long mm-hmm. and that it's time to it's time to nut up or shut up, put your money where your mouth is, you know what I'm saying? Dang right. And so, especially with Dylan Gabriel, Bo, I think this is two equal playing quarterbacks going up against each other right now. And, I mean, they both have weapons on the outside as well. Um, I think Texas has probably has the edge on skill play, in my opinion, when it comes to wide receivers and running backs. Um, one of them being Xavier Worthy, who is an absolute stud. Good. But I am going to take Boomer Sooner, baby. I'm taking Oklahoma 48-45. Oh, wow. Okay. 48-45 in overtime. Overtime. Overtime scoring shootout game offense versus all. Oh man, I'm ready for this game now. I love it. I respect the pick. I was really close, man. Oklahoma. It took me about 20 minutes to really like think about this game because this is like the biggest game of the year for both teams. As I told you before, Texas, this is their this is their like proven game. This is also Oklahoma's proven game to show that Brent Venable, first off, is a good head coach. Mm. Last year was a weird year. You know, first year had to, you know, buff out all the kinks. But now you've had a whole year under your belt. You've had a whole offseason. You had another offseason with Dylan Gabriel as your quarterback. So I think it's time. I think it's really time for them to show what show Texas that you're not the only good team in the Big in the Big 12, but also that we have like what you did to us last year is unacceptable. Hmm. So I think Oklahoma comes in, but it took me so long to because I was is up in the air, man. It's it's a pick'em game for me. Texas at five is, I get it. They're amazing and they're number two team in the country, so they deserve that that five points. But this is a pick'em game, in my opinion. These two mm-hmm. teams are very very similar. They've got really good offenses, really good quarterbacks, big defenses. Got stars on the defense. Great coaching. This is a tough game to pick. For me, it comes down to who's been battle-tested, and that is the Longhorns for me. They've been battle-tested by Alabama. It feels like they have had their big game already. They'll be more prepared, and that's not yeah. to say that Oklahoma's going to come in here and just look terrible. Oklahoma's going to come in with a lot of fight. They're going to come in with a lot to prove. Like you said, they win this game. They're a top-five team in the country without a doubt. Everything's in front of Oklahoma. They win this game. They're on top of the conference. They have a chance to legitimate chance to make, make go back to the playoffs. They know what's at stake. They have a Heisman level quarterback. I just don't know if it's going to be enough. Texas is really good. They're really big defensively. It's still hard for me to pick against them, but I'm going with the Longhorns in this one. Gonna- and I mean that's a respectable pick, man. I mean, yeah. it, it, it as you said, it's a pick 'em game. This can go either way for both teams. Yes. Yes, uh, but that, I mean, that spread's gonna it's gonna fall. Five what points. Was it like fifty six? 
the spread itself. What's the over under? Over under is fifty nine and a half. I feel like that might rise. Good Lord, dude, I feel like that. I'm taking the over. I would totally take the over. I'm taking over as well here. I got thirty five to thirty one. I'm going Texas. I mean Oklahoma covers by four points. It might not be a cover by the end of the week. I think it, it, by the by the time game time hits, it might be a three and a half three point spread to Texas. Give them the the home field advantage, but. This is such a tough game. This is such a tough game to pick. I'm going Texas 35-31, but see, I will Oklahoma not be is sitting at Oklahoma Center. is sitting at number 12 right now. If they win this game, oh yeah. They have to shoot up. They might to take at least to at least to at least like it just depends on how other week how this game how other games go cuz like ugh, it just depends cuz I mean if Texas loses, do you take them out of the top 10? I depends mean, honestly. How good the game- if it's an amazing Depending game, on how good the game is, and I mean, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough, tough game, dude. But oh, I can't wait for this game now. I can't wait. I cannot. Telling you, it's got game of the year written all over it. It's gonna be game of the week, game of the year, possibly one of the best rivalries in all of sports and all of college football. We're gonna be sitting in front of our television with grinning ear to ear, waiting for that one to start. CDM, that's Excellent. gonna close us out on this episode of the College Kings. Oh man. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're ready for another exciting week of college football this Saturday. And I hope that our predictions come right because I'm telling you, Wildcats are taking it and Boomer sooner, baby. Hook them down. Oh, CDM loves his his, loves his upset pick. Let's see if he gets them right this week. He's been doing good. Hey, last week they were not good. I'll tell you that they were not good at all. It's it's they okay. were pretty bad. It's okay. I I also said I was going to come in here with our records, and I I failed us. I've not got them done. I got to come week on, three. Nate. You're slacking now. I'm slacking. I got us to week three, but next week I'm going to have us all up to date. We're going to see where we're sitting going into all these big games for the rest of the year. CDM. Yeah. Thank you once again for another great episode. Hey, brother. Always, always a great pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, hope you all have a great rest of your night, great rest of your week. And always, don't forget to uh, tune in to Nate Dog and CDM College Kings. Also, go look us up on social media, NDS underscore FCFB, uh, right? Am I right? Yes. Yeah, I'm you right. Got it. You got it, brother. Yeah. That's it. We are ready. We are set. Oh, always a pleasure, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you. Great closeout. We're out. Thank you all for watching College Kings presented by Nick Dog Sports. Peace. Deuces.